Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 446th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. And we'll start with my highlight of the week, which is the Patriots laying the wood 35 to nothing on the Eagles last Thursday night in Philadelphia. Cam Newton went eight for nine and basically looked his best as uh, as the Patriots quarterback since week two of last year up in Seattle on that uh, memorable Sunday night game, and uh, that was really the last highlight we saw of Cam as he struggled throughout the rest of the season, as we all know, and it was just nice to see him look comfortable in the pocket and make good decisions, uh, move around a little bit, uh, but no runs, as we're so used to seeing with him, and uh so it really probably solidifies Bill Belichick's uh, statements all along that Cam will be the starter. He certainly did nothing in this past week to think anybody uh, would believe that he would not be the starter. Um, meanwhile, Mac Jones, the first-round rookie quarterback from Alabama, had another strong performance with multiple touchdown drives, and he ran another no-huddle offense uh, series that looked like the Pats offense that we've become so used to for the past 20 years. So it's just a hot and heavy subject up here in New England, Uh, nonstop discussion to say the least, but I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind at this point that Cam will be the starter. Belichick has been consistent in saying that all along. Uh, They genuinely seem to like each other. And he has, uh, Belichick has praised Cam all along the way. And it's certainly been reciprocated by Cam. And now we just, uh, up here, everybody just wants him to perform. Uh, Last year for him was just such a strange year in so many ways. Uh, obviously, coming to a new team after the Carolina Panthers let him go. Uh, then he gets up here. It's COVID. There's no mini camps, not even a training camp. Uh, Cam himself caught COVID during the season. And a lot of people have attributed his poor play to that specifically. Um, And he seemed to be really never the same after that. And uh, that was after the Seattle game. uh, When I remember that night watching and thinking uh, in the wake of Tom Brady's exit that he, uh, that Cam Newton was going to keep the Patriots relevant, which is really At the end of the day, certainly all I ask for uh, as a season ticket member and uh, and didn't turn out that way. But that night in Seattle, even though they lost, we all remember that famous final play where he ran to his left and got upended, literally head over heels uh, after he had basically spent the game running, uh, getting yardage anytime he wanted, it seemed, given his size, 6'5", 260 or whatever it is. And uh, 
and yeah, so it just never, uh, never got any better than that. But on that given night, uh, all of New England, myself included, was excited that, you know, the Patriots were going to be relevant again, even uh, after the departure of the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. So uh, the deck was stacked against Cam last year, no doubt about it. And uh, but through it all, he earned uh, certainly a level of respect in the way that he uh, accepted responsibility, indeed, even blame and uh, and never tried to give excuses for what was a pretty consistent poor play throughout the season. And so he earned, again, a lot of uh, New England sports fans respect in the way he handled it. And uh, so we'll see. All, all I know is that last Thursday night, he looked uh, at least similar to what we saw that night in Seattle, uh, but hardly the cam of 2015. There were no called running plays. I don't think there's been any called running plays this preseason in the first two games for him. Not that he's played a lot, just a few series each game. Uh, maybe he's saving himself for running, uh, in the regular season, uh, which clearly adds a dimension to the, uh, to the Patriots attack. Uh, especially when you consider their running back room, uh, they were just praying them out there on Thursday night, four or five strong. Uh, of course they still have James White, who is, uh, quite possibly, <laughs> maybe one of their top two receivers, uh, as he has always been, uh, just a terrific receiver and running back as well. And uh, But the surprise, uh, eye-catching running back, uh, it's clearly the rookie, Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma. He has four touchdowns, uh, did give up a fumble, did cough up a fumble the other night. Uh, but that, aside from that, his first two games have been spectacular. Two touchdowns in each of the first two preseason games, including a, uh, I believe, a 91-yarder uh, at the end of preseason game one. And uh, when basically it was kneel-down time. Um, but he just looks fantastic. Uh, he really does. And so... You know, Sony Michelle's look looking good. Damian Harris, uh, of course, James White is James White, and they just really seem to have quite the stable of running backs. And it's pretty obvious they're just going to be a uh, uh, run first team. Have an excellent offensive line, one of the best in the league. You have Cam Newton, who can take off at any time. You have this strong stable of running backs. Uh, and not a whole lot of wide receiver. That all adds up to what is going to be clearly a uh, big-time running attack. Uh, so going old school, uh, as it were, uh, which you have to think that uh, deep down, Belichick's probably loving, and they certainly showed it uh, on Thursday night in a big way. And granted, all, uh, as a caveat here, uh, basically, the Eagles' starting defense was not on the field, so uh, they may have looked a little better than they are, given it was number ones going up against number twos, but uh, nonetheless, uh, all New Englanders had to like what they saw, and then with Mac Jones, uh, everybody up here in New England is just thrilled with what he's been doing, to put it mildly. Um because he reminds everybody of Tom Brady, myself included. Uh, just that simple. So who wouldn't be loving that? Um, sticking with Boston sports, my low light of the week is the Red Sox absolutely reeling after perhaps their worst game of the season on Saturday with a 10-1 loss to the Texas Rangers at Fenway, and they committed multiple errors, and their fall has just been stunning since 
doing basically nothing at the trade deadline. Uh, they got Kyle Schwarber and a couple of pitchers, and that's about it. Meanwhile, maybe the biggest group of big-name free agents and not free agents, but uh, available players at the trade de- deadline, mostly coming out of the Cubs, um, where, um, where Schwarber used to play, but then he came over from the Nationals to the Sox. And But Chris Bryant and Javi Baez and, most importantly, Anthony Rizzo, since the Sox had a need at first base, and Anthony Rizzo seemed like the perfect guy to bring in. And uh, they didn't. And I think I just heard this morning they've the Yankees have won 11 out of 12 games that Rizzo has played in. He did have COVID, so missed 10 days. But he's just making uh, – Big plays in the field, at the plate, and every, with each passing day, it just seems to get worse and worse. Shockingly, this is now uh, this, quote, collapse, and it is a collapse. Um, it's worse than the one in 1978, which is the one, certainly for Sox fans and maybe in all of baseball, against which all collapses are measured. So... Uh, been a crazy year. We'll see if the Sox can pull out of it. They've still got, obviously, five, six weeks to go. and uh, But right now, they just look helpless. They do have Chris Sale back. He's had two good outings to get started here. And uh, so that's been good to see. And uh, we'll see what, uh, what comes up. Hopefully, Chris Sale can start to carry him because they need somebody to carry him. Because right now they are just uh, in tough shape, to say the least. And also hats off to Miguel Cabrera of the Detroit Tigers. He hit his 500th home run yesterday, uh, joining rare air in baseball history. I think it's something that sounds like 28 players have gotten there, 500 home runs. But he's also closing in fast, about 45 hits short of 3,000, and he's going to uh, if and when he gets there, and you have to think it's uh, when, not if, he will be joining uh, even more rare air as players who had both 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. And lastly for this segment, my bizarre story of the week is not only having uh, the Red Sox playing in about an hour, uh, Monday afternoon game, uh, 1 o'clock, uh, it's all due to Henri, uh, since yesterday's game was obviously postponed, but also having golf starting in about 15 minutes on a Monday with the Northern Trust in New Jersey playing their final round, which was obviously washed out by Henri, uh, the hurricane that hit, uh, New England, New Jersey, New York, up the coast, uh, didn't really affect the Boston area too much. Rainy day and some wind, but uh, in the area where I'm at, uh, nothing too bad at all. It was everything was out west, western Massachusetts. So we got lucky here in Boston. And so let's take our break. Next up, we still have a lot more to get to, including the uh, NFL preseason, which is now in full swing. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? 
Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners. Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. Well, I thought we would take some time here and run through the NFL preseason matchups from this past weekend, and just to uh, touch on what some of the big names are doing, especially the quarterbacks. I already talked about the Patriots-Eagles game, and we talked at length about, uh, of course, Cam Newton and Mac Jones, the Patriots quarterbacks. Uh, but we didn't mention Jalen Hurts, who was a last-minute scratch uh, due to a stomach ailment. So we didn't get to see Jalen Hurts, uh, which was a, a bit of a surprise at the time since we didn't really know what was going on when the game started. Uh, so that was Thursday night's game. On Friday, there was uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals. Shocking how much Patrick Mahomes played during that game. Uh He's, you know, <laughs> quite possibly <laughs> the, the most uh, viable player in all of the NFL. In other words, the player you would least want to see get hurt. Uh, yet, there he was out there when we're hardly seeing any quarterbacks, it seems, during this preseason. Um, uh, this side of the Patriots, who are uh, just need to have those players out on the field so they can see what they've got to make a good decision between Newton and Mac Jones. Um, but yeah, I couldn't believe when I was watching that uh, Patrick Mahomes was getting all the field time that he was getting. And on the flip side, on the other side of the field, uh, Kyler Murray did not have one of his better games. We all know he's electric. We all know he's terrific. And uh, he just, you know, was not clicking. Uh, let's not forget that the Cardinals added J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, uh, another weapon to go along with the Andre Hopkins for Kyler Murray. So it's just uh, remarkable that, uh, you know, we weren't able to see uh, the best of Kyler Murray, uh, but I'm sure we will. He's uh, number one overall pick from a couple years ago. He's already done some pretty impressive things, uh, but that bears watching. No doubt about it. Um, the other game on Friday was the Bengals uh, and the Washington football team. Uh, noteworthy, not for who was on the field, but for who was not on the field, which is 
no, no surprise. Uh, Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winner from a couple of years ago, led LSU to the undefeated national championship and just had one of the greatest years in the history of college football, number one overall pick from the Cincinnati area. So hometown boy and I had to like the way he started the season as a rookie quarterback, but then uh, uh, tore his ACL, serious knee injury, and uh, haven't seen him since. And I think the Bengals have already announced that he will not play, period, in uh, in this preseason. And frankly, I can't argue with him on that one. I think Burrow has mentioned that he would like to play, but uh, but. The Bengals are having none of it. Uh, he, he is a very valuable commodity. And then Saturday was a big day of NFL preseason games. It's been great the way the NFL Network has just been uh, pumping out the games all day, all night long uh, on these weekend days. It's been great. It started off on Saturday with uh, Buffalo Bills and uh, Chicago Bears, the revenge of Mitch Trubisky, and he... Uh, uh, he looked good. Um, he's the Bills' backup, of course. Couldn't get a starting job uh, as he exited the Bears. And so he took a backup job to Josh Allen, quarterback of the Bills, uh, who won that game 41-15. Not that the results really matter that much. We all know that. But um, the Bills are a heavy favorite to win the NFC East. AFC East, excuse me. Uh, after just so many years of Patriots dominance. Um, and Mitch Trubisky looked good, and Justin Fields uh, didn't look as good as his first game out there and took just an incredibly vicious hit from the blind side, never saw the tackler, the sacker, and not only knocked off his helmet, but knocked off his trademark headband. So that's some serious physicality there uh sticking with the afc east uh new york jets and rookie quarterback zach wilson uh played the packers up in lambeau and zach wilson just looks terrific in his first couple outings i uh, saw where tony romo uh had high praise for him and boy he really looks to be something he was the number two overall pick uh, to, of course, Trevor Lawrence. We'll get to him later. Um, and the Jets fans have to have hope. They have a new coach. Uh, they have a new quarterback. A lot of that going around. And Zach Wilson uh, just throws dimes. I mean, he what an arm on him based on uh, everything I've seen of him. And he was thrilled after the game where Aaron Rodgers... Uh, come up to speak with him, and uh, and he just was like a kid in a candy store talking about it after the game. And it was just, uh, frankly, kind of nice to see that respect. He was in awe of having the opportunity to talk post-game with Aaron Rodgers. And uh, so, yeah, Zach Wilson, after two preseason games, looking uh, looking like the real deal. So we shall see. Uh, we've been down this road before with the Jets, um, but this guy is uh, really lighting it up early on. And then lastly, uh, in what has become an all-AFC East uh, discussion, we had uh, the Dolphins uh, looking good against the Falcons. Tua. Tua's off to a fast start. Um, and he is... Uh, really has some people down in South Florida excited. Saw some really positive quotes from coach Brian Flores, former new England Patriots, uh, defensive coordinator. Um, and yes, uh, so Tua, after a shaky rookie season last year, um, is looking really good to start with. And, uh, and so again, uh, the AFC East suddenly just seems to be uh, completely uh, competitive. And it's just something we haven't seen, uh, bottom line, for 20 years with Tom Brady up here. 
Uh, you pretty much could mail it in up here, not to sound arrogant or anything, uh, but that's the way Patriots fans here in New England just looked at it. There was uh, the schedule would come out every year, and it was just assumed the Patriots would win the division, and uh, and you know keep those Saturday weekends, keep those weekends in January open to host playoff games. That's the way it's been. And suddenly that's been turned on its ear. And boy, based on just, again, the first couple of games between Tua, Zach Wilson, the Bills, of course, won the AFC East last year, displacing the Patriots. Uh, It's looking like a potentially extremely competitive uh, division, if indeed the Jets, Dolphins, and for that matter, the Patriots keep up their end of the bargain uh, by trying to stick with the Bills, who just look great. They really do. Uh, they're fired up up in Buffalo. Bills Mafia uh, are just really uh, beside themselves as to what uh, what the prospects are. And so it's just going to be a fun year, no doubt about it. And then uh, speaking of just AFC AFC in general, Ben Roethlisberger uh, had a perfect quarterback rating on Saturday night against the Detroit Lions at Heinz Field. Uh, we all know the last year the Patriots, or excuse me, Steelers were 11-0 and then won only one game the rest of the way, including getting absolutely demolished in the playoffs at Heinz Field by the Cleveland Browns, one and done. And uh, Ben was coming off that serious elbow injury. They didn't have a running game. Um, And Ben was throwing it up to 60 times a game. It just got kind of crazy towards the end. Uh, Anyway, he threw two touchdowns the other night. Had a, uh, again, that uh, perfect quarterback rating, new offensive coordinator in Matt Canada. And uh, so, uh, Najee Harris had a nice uh, uh, pass reception and run, 46 yards, I think it was. Uh, They had to get something going in the running game. And Najee Harris from Alabama is certainly the real deal when it comes to that. So, uh, yeah, so again, maybe, uh, Ben is going to come back. The, the Steelers, we're not used to seeing this. They've just been overlooked, uh, pretty much this off season. You know, it's just the division is between the, uh, you know, the Browns and the Ravens. And that's just, uh, you know, how it's playing out and, uh, the Steelers are being ignored. And when was the last time that happened? Uh, feels like it's been decades. So, got through some of them. We still have a more, a few more preseason games to get to, as we kind of use these as a, as a platform to just kind of discuss uh, uh, what my impressions are of these various teams uh, in the NFL. As uh, two out of three preseason games have already been played. So why don't we take our break and don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more. 
We'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And we spent the previous segment talking about some of the preseason games and using it as a platform to just discuss uh, some of the names that have or have not participated in these preseason games up to now. There's only three games this year. Two have already been played. So just one more to go, and then they're going to have like uh, close to two weeks off uh, before starting the season, uh, unless you're the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. They'll be starting on Thursday night, uh, September 8th, I believe it is, 9th. Um, so that should be a great show. And speaking of the Buccaneers, uh, who played the Titans over the weekend, um I'm surprised, you know, that with some of the NFL network games and whatnot, they've been, they can only show one game at a time, right? Live. And, uh, and they haven't really been showing the Bucks, which kind of shocks me given, uh, their run to the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, uh, all of it. Um, the fact they returned all the starters, uh, plus, plus some, plus Antonio Brown to boot. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, don't know that there's a lot of question marks, you, you, you know, uh, certainly the Patriots have been featured cause they have a real, real old fashioned quarterback competition going on as do some other teams as well. Uh, but you know, uh, the Bucks are still the Bucks, and one of the great stories in recent memory with their run to the Super Bowl, they never lost a game after Thanksgiving. Uh, and, uh, Frankly, thrilled, thrilled us all. It's certainly all fans of Tom Brady, that's for sure. But I did end talking about uh, the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger threw two touchdowns, had a perfect quarterback rating Saturday night against the uh, Tiger. Excuse me, Tigers, Lions. Um, but another team in the Steelers division, uh, the Ravens, uh, went up against the Panthers over the weekend and. Uh, you know, Ravens with Lamar Jackson, uh, but the Panthers with the new quarterback in uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, they're going to be interesting, especially if Christian McCaffrey returns to form after having an injury-plagued year, his first uh, last year. And uh, so the, they're a team that's going to be, you know, 
kind of fun to watch uh, the Panthers because really don't know what we're going to get. Um, but they uh, made a bold move, uh, let Tr- Teddy Bridgewater go, uh, and then he um, and replaced him basically with Sam Darnold. And Teddy Bridgewater had a nice uh, – played out and is now out in Denver. And he, uh, you know, had a decent weekend, um, you know, for the Broncos. Um, as a Penn State guy, someone who grew up in central Pennsylvania, it was nice to see uh, him throwing a touchdown pass to K.J. Hamler late of the uh, Nittany Lions and uh, just a terrific player. I went to the whiteout in 2019 where he had a huge game against Michigan uh, in Happy Valley on that uh, memorable Saturday night. And uh, so just nice to see him scoring uh, in the NFL, albeit preseason. Um had the Texans at the Cowboys interstate matchup, of course, and the Cowboys, uh, you know, the amount of coverage that they get is just off the charts, and especially the Dak Prescott daily report now um, is just incredible uh, how much discussion that yields uh, Dak Prescott's shoulder. I know he's important. I get it. Um, but it is just incredible, um, the amount of airtime spent on him, uh, where there was an equally in my mind, but they're the Cowboys. I get it. I I totally get it. America's team, all of it going back decades. Um, but speaking of quarterbacks and injuries, uh, the Colts, Carson Wentz, uh, three weeks removed, from foot surgery that was being listed in a time frame as anywhere from five to 12 weeks, a huge, massive uh, differential. Uh, been back on the field the last few days, uh, not playing yet, but certainly walking, looking perfectly fine, as uh, does one of the Colts offensive linemen, top offensive linemen who had the exact same injury, oddly enough. With the same timeline, and look, apparently both are uh, had foot surgery, and both are doing well, uh, recovering much sooner than expected. So it's going to be uh, very interesting to watch uh, if Carson Wentz can recover and how he's going to do. Uh, let's not forget he was the MVP until he. Uh, hurt his knee in that Rams game a couple years back and has just never been the same. Of course, Nick Foles took over and led the Eagles to the Super Bowl victory. Uh, but Wentz has had, had a rocky road then after that in Philadelphia. And now he's uh, with his old quarterbacks coach from Philadelphia, Frank Reich, now coach of the Colts. So that's, uh, in my mind, one of the big stories of the year uh, because the Colts are a playoff team. They were in the playoffs last year with Phillip Rivers as their quarterback. And if Carson Wentz can return to MVP form and he has the team around him to do it, uh, I think it would be a great story. I'm rooting for the guy. I grew up in Pennsylvania and I always loved from day the first time I ever heard it, the uh, Wentzylvania uh, nickname that he got early on in uh, Philadelphia. And Another game that was intriguing, not so much for the teams in the field, uh, but for the uh, the setting, SoFi Stadium. Uh, we had the the Las Vegas Raiders at the Rams, and I tuned in for a bit, and it looked like it was literally like a packed house, unlike many of the preseason games. Um, at least from what I saw. And, of course, just the week before, SoFi Stadium, by the way, scene of this year's Super Bowl, uh, you know, saw their first ever game, brand new field, nothing last year because of the pandemic. And lo and behold, uh, you know, 
this brand new stadium. And by the way, I got to see the exterior of both the Vegas Raiders stadium and SoFi stadium on trips to Vegas and, uh, Los Angeles, uh, in the fall of 2019 pre pandemic. And they both looked utterly spectacular. And, uh, so yeah, it was just nice to see fans in the stadium, especially after watching, you know, uh, you know, an, an empty SoFi stadium for the past year. So, Something to get excited for, both with, with two teams, no less, playing in there. Uh, the Rams and, of course, the Chargers. So, yeah, so that's going to be uh, fun to see in the lead-up to the Super Bowl. And, of course, the Rams, Matthew Stafford, traded for Jared Goff. So, uh, one of the biggest moves, if not the single biggest move of the offseason, the trade for... Matthew Stafford, now quarterbacking the Rams, uh, for Jared Goff, now quarterbacking the Lions. Um, so, on that note, why don't we take our final break and still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby, and we'll start with my pick of the week for appointment viewing, which is tonight's Jacksonville Jaguars, New Orleans Saints, Monday night football matchup, and should be a good one on ESPN. Uh, we have Jason, uh, excuse me, Trevor Lawrence, uh, who is the number one overall pick, uh, is new coach, Urban Meyer. Announced that it's going to be a quarterback competition with Gardner Menchu. Yeah, Gardner Menchu, uh, quarterback last year for the uh, 
for the Jags. And as we all know, old news, Trevor Lawrence, generational quarterback, tremendous career at Clemson, one of the all-time greats in college football history, and taken over the Jags along with, uh, again, you know, Urban Meyer, whose history of winning is unparalleled, but he's in uncharted waters here in uh, coaching in the NFL for the first time. And obviously Lawrence is playing in the NFL for the first time. So it's going to be, I like to talk storylines to me watching the potential growth of those two together is uh, one of the great storylines of this upcoming season. Uh, I think most anyone would agree that Urban Meyer took the job because the Jags had the number one overall pick, and that meant uh, Trevor Lawrence, a generational quarterback by all accounts, at least coming in, probably the most ballyhooed draft project uh, prospect since Andrew Luck. Um, so it is going to be fun to watch, and it's going to be uh, interesting to watch tonight, uh, to say the least. So, um, and on the other side of the field, uh, game is in New Orleans. We have, uh, speaking of something new, uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I don't know that any of us can remember uh, life before Drew Brees. Uh, he's been there uh, that long. I guess he probably was there 15 or so years. He came right after Katrina. We all remember that. And uh, and they're so closely aligned. So now we have uh, Jameis Winston, former Bucks quarterback, former number one overall pick, Florida State. Uh, we all know the history. And then uh, he's battling out with Taysom Hill, who's been uh, had a role as more of a gimmick type of quarterback and many other positions, receiver, uh, someone you who, who whose hands you want to get the ball into since he, the guy simply made plays. Um, so they are, again, uh, competing um, and for the starting quarterback job. And it's going to be fascinating to watch uh, how it all turns out. So who knows? We may get a bit of a, a good viewpoint tonight um, on how that's all going to unfold. And sure to be, one again, a top storyline, you know. Everything else about the Saints, traditional playoff game, and what team has had more playoff disappointments than the Saints. Uh, you can't make this stuff up, what's happened to them in the playoffs in recent years. And uh, so it's going to be a fun game. Uh, we're all very curious to watch Trevor Lawrence. I watched uh, his first preseason game, and interesting, as you would expect. Um, did some good things. I think he got sacked on the first play, but then uh, had some nice passes following that up. And uh, and it's going to be good, good Monday night football, as good as preseason can be. And then in another fascinating uh, quarterback situation, uh, the 49ers played the Chargers yesterday. We all know the Chargers, Justin Herbert. They found their guy, Rookie of the Year. And... Uh, And so they have to just be thrilled with him. But the San Francisco 49ers, there are now rumors surfacing surfacing here in New England. There's a big-time Jimmy Garoppolo fixation here. Uh, Has never left since he left and went to the 49ers where he led them into a Super Bowl. Uh, Has been injured since for the most part. But uh, given the... First two preseason games of Trey Lance, uh, number three overall pick. Um, Many are thinking that, you know, Jimmy G has a high salary, so many are thinking that he is uh, potentially going to be cut and or shipped out. And uh, Belichick just had always had glowing things to say about him as Tom Brady's backup. And really glowingly when he actually traded him to the 49ers and uh, 
So it's clear uh, Belichick liked him very much. And again, there's just been a fixation on Jimmy G since the day he left. And again, with Trey Lance uh, showing some pretty spectacular playmaking in his first two games. Uh, you, you know, there's just a belief that if Jimmy G somehow became available, that uh, Belichick would lo- just love to have him back. Um, we shall see. And speaking of that, Trey Lance is simply, uh, again, uh, showing himself to be, uh, dare I say, Patrick Mahomes-like with his uh, scrambling and running ability, the, the rocket arm, uh, and some of which he showed off, but not without mistakes in his first couple appearances uh, with the 49ers. They've moved up to number three, to the number three pick. Uh, I can't say definitively to get him since it was tough to know for sure what the two teams in front of them were going to do. Everybody knew the Jags would take Trevor Lawrence, but nobody was certain that the Jets would take Zach Wilson. I think they probably reached a point where they just said, uh, either one is fine with us, Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. Um, So, uh, Jimmy G situation uh, will be watched very closely here in New England, to put it mildly. And lastly, the final preseason game of the weekend that I didn't touch on was the Giants uh, at the Browns. The Browns are looking uh, as the favorite, along with the Ravens, for uh, the AFC North. Baker Mayfield has clearly taken charge, but for me, and, and then Odell Beckham is returning. And, uh, you know, they're the, uh, but it's the defense that's their calling card. Uh, so that'll be interesting to watch. And speaking of returns, Saquon Barkley returning, uh, you know, on the field again, finally, uh, for the New York Giants. Daniel Jones is still their quarterback in his third year now. So it's a big year for him. An even bigger year for Saquon. Saquon can obviously help Daniel Jones have a good year. That goes without saying. Um, so, yeah, so it's going to be uh, uh, interesting to watch. Uh, obviously, uh, with my previously mentioned Central Pennsylvania connections growing up there and watching Penn State, uh, a big Saquon fan. Wish him the best. And it's going to be uh, – it was good to see him back on the field. Uh, taking the field for the first time just a week or two ago. And uh, hopefully uh, he can return uh, from that serious knee injury. And I think all fans of the NFL are rooting for him. So as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.